Hello again, Broncos country. Welcome to another Raiders Week edition of the Orange Weekly pregame podcast. As always, I'm here with my buddy David. How you doing, Ben? Great, Jared. Doing really well. How about you? I'm I'm doing well after our very planned 11 to 10 Sunday night football win. Um, the way everybody drew it up, absolutely, just yes. exactly the way it was drawn up. Uh, it, it's great to come out with a win against the number one defense in the league. I do like that. Um, but yeah, some struggles that we are still having. And uh, David, me and you are going to break down exactly what we're expecting on this Raiders week uh, in Las Vegas. First first Raiders game is going to be in Las Vegas. This is also our first AFC West game uh, of the year. So make sure you guys are uh, in a safe spot. Sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of the Orange Weekly pregame podcast. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. All right, David, before we get started, before we get into anything, yep. let's talk about the odds on this game. Okay. The Raiders are favored to win by two and a half. The 0-3 Las Vegas Raiders yep. are favored to win by two and a half points against our 2-1 Denver Broncos. How are you feeling about that? Um, A little skeptical. Um, I mean, I'm not, you know, it's it, this is a weekend where if I had the money to bet on football, I would definitely be betting on the Broncos because that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I get that the Broncos defense has not looked good at all at really any point this season. Um, offense. Offense, that's right. Um, did I say defense? You did. Oh, boy. Uh, well, that was, a, <laughs> that, that was a boo-boo. You know, the Broncos offense has not looked good at any point this season, really. Uh, but the Broncos defense has looked amazing. Um, and... There, I don't really understand what sports books are looking at when they look at the matchup of Raiders offense versus Broncos defense, and they see a mismatch there. They see somehow the Raiders being on the plus side of that matchup, because we're going to get into it, Jared. We're going to break it all down, uh, but I don't really see that from here. Yeah, no, I agree. If I'm a betting man, uh, which I have been, and I probably will put money. This is probably I haven't put any money down this year yet, but I think this might be the first time I put some money down on the money line here because there's no way that two and a half points. I get their favorite. Like, there's a little bit of it that goes into them being the home team. There's a little bit that goes into us having offensive problems, but there's a lot that has to go with them having offensive problems and us not having defensive problems. So that, I don't, I don't understand the line. The line is mysterious to me. However, Jared, if you're looking at this line and thinking like us, man, this is a really great week to bet and jump on the Broncos. We, I mean, we've got great news for you because the NFL action is in full swing this season uh, with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Now we're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet $5 on any NFL team to win. That's any NFL team, Jared, and get $200 in free bets if that team wins. How does that sound to you? Does that include the Broncos? That includes the Broncos. It's any team, Jared. Literally any, any of team. the teams. Any team. Oh, man. $200 if they amazing. win off a $5 bet. Now, D David, tell me how tell me how I need to get this. Well, I will, Jared, but there's more to it, because if that's Ooh. not enough for you, everyone 
can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. That's right. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with bigger payouts than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else, Jared? And to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game day all season long. Now, what you're going to need to do, Jared, because I know you are asking, how do you, how do you get I'm these, ready for it. these sweet, sweet deals? You'll have to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use the promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. Now, that's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions supply. See show notes for details. I'm I'm dr- downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, and I am putting money on this game. Excellent. All right. Well, yeah, I love it. All right. Well, let's break down why, David. Yeah. How about we get right into it? Let's I break down it. why we're putting money on this game. Let's start with what I think is the best matchup for the Broncos. Let's just kick this show off right. Yeah. Our defense. Yes. Our unstoppable, ridiculously good defense against their offense, which <laughs> is uh, having some problems. Offense. They they haven't they it's have an offense and a offense. Um, they do. But yeah, no, it's it's been a little confusing to watch this offense work um, this season. You can see that they're trying to do a lot of what Josh McDaniels did with the Patriots, um, but there's not been so far a huge uh, a huge output for for Devontae Adams, which shocks me. They they you know they gave up so much to get him. You know the one of the best wide receiver in the league, one of the best wide receivers in the league. It's debatable, but what's not debatable is when you've got him in, you know, you've got him in, let's see, I'm trying to find his, his stats this season. He's just not been involved. Here we go. Here we go. So week one, Mm -hmm. he was targeted 15 times. Mm -hmm. You get this guy, you need to target him 15 times. I agree. He had 10 catches Mm -hmm. for 141 yards and a touchdown. His, his offensive grade uh, on PFF was 88. He, you know, 144 yards, 10 receptions, 141 yards and a touchdown. Looks like a great stat for a number one receiver in the league. Mm-hmm. And then he gets six targets and two receptions for 12 yards against Arizona. And then nine targets for five receptions and 36 yards last week against Tennessee, which in that game, they weren't doing too hot either. So I don't understand what the reasoning was behind not targeting the guy that you went out and, and traded for and got... In, I, I just don't understand the thought process, and maybe maybe that's what they're going to be looking at here. But David, he's going up against Pat Sertan. I mean, that's Does, is thing. he going to have another nine target game with three receptions? He might. He might, and that's the thing. Um, right now, the Tennessee Titans DV are on DVOA are twenty sixth in the league, and they held Devontae Adams to those numbers. Now you're coming up against Pat Sertan, who is a top five cornerback in the league. I don't care what PFF's grades say. My eyes, these right. keepers right here, they are telling <laughs> me, they're telling me that Pat Sertan is going to be able to win that matchup at least more times than he's going to lose it this weekend. So what else are they going to have to show for it? Now you've got Hunter Renfro still in the concussion protocol. He may not play. Mac Hollins is the one who went off for the Raiders against the Titans with over a hundred yards receiving. But I mean, do you think that, do you think that Mac Hollins versus Ronald Darby, Caden Stearns, and is that going to be a winning matchup for the Raiders? I, it doesn't seem that way to me. There's no way. I, yeah. There's no way that that our secondary doesn't absolutely destroy their, their wide receiving crew. Uh, Mac Hollins. I mean, he's, he's having a decent grade this year. Uh, I'm going to have to pull up his premium stats here, but 
I, I just don't I just don't see a guy like Matt Collins running over Ronald Darby or or Pat Sertan. God forbid they put him up against Pat Sertan. Yeah, forget it. Um, we'll never hear hear from him again. Yeah, and then and then yeah, Hunter Renfro, if he's not able to go, I don't even know who their slot is. I, I think who we need to worry about a little bit is maybe Darren Waller, mm. um, you know, in that tight end spot who has history has shown uh, against the Denver Broncos, done a number against our our secondary and our our linebackers, but on the outside, I just don't see them getting a lot of yards on the outside. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And Waller's been another one this season. It's been kind of odd. Um, he has 19 targets uh, through three games, 13 receptions for 151 yards. It's just, that's not the the kind of production that we really expect from him either. Um, and, you know, I really expect Ajiro Evero to go into this game plan, a game with a similar plan to what he did against the, the 49ers, which is, you know, I, I, I'm going to take away Hunter, not Hunter Renfro, I'm going to take away Devontae Adams and I'm going to take away Darren Waller and I'm going to make you beat me with somebody else. And I yeah. don't, and I think he knows that he, the rest of the, his guys match up with the rest of the Raiders guys really well. Yeah. So last, last week, Matt Collins is rated so high. He had, he had nine targets, eight receptions, 158 yards and a touchdown on eight receptions. So he had, he, they definitely spread the field down, uh, you know, lengthen the field with Matt Collins on that. Probably because Tennessee did a pretty good job of shutting down um, or attempting to shut down uh, the other side there. So maybe, maybe they, they think they're the, he's the backup and he's the, he's the guy that they go to uh, when you, when you sh- can shut down, but I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Devonte Adams and Matt Collins. I just don't see it. I'm with you, Jared. Now the, the reason that the Broncos secondary is, I think is going to hold up so well is because the pass rush has been playing really well in concert with the secondary this season. And yes. so let's talk a little bit about this Raiders offensive line, because similar to, it's similar to the 49ers offensive line uh, as far as the, it's just not great across the board. But there's one difference, I think, in that there's no Trent Williams on this Las right. Vegas line. There's no one standout guy. Uh, Colton Miller is an okay left tackle. I think his ceiling is above average left tackle in this league. He's played okay, better than I thought he would when they drafted him. But, you know, he's not he's not playing lights out this se- this season so far. And then at right tackle, you've got uh, Jermaine Illuminor, uh, who is uh, not really playing well at all this season. And Jared, we saw already what a zero Evero will do when he thinks there's a weak spot on that offensive line. He's going to exploit yeah. it. I love and I loved it last week. We saw it against the Texans or not the time last week. We saw it against um, against San Francisco. Um, and, and what I really liked is in those third, medium, third and longs, he, he found the weak spot and he put both of his best pass rushers on the same side. He had Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory rushing from the same side to make him choose which one of those two guys you're going to try to get. And there's no way that a guard is going to be able to kick out on the outside fast enough to be able to help out there. Um, I loved it, and I think you're right. I think we're going to see the same thing on that right side of the offensive line, stacking up Gregory and Trubb on on uh, on known thrown downs, right, third and medium, third and long, and just just coming after after Derek Carr, who's not does not have the escapability um, to to be able to get out of that if he needs to. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Um, let's see who the, so, Josh so the Jacobs inside- is still. Josh Jacobs yep. is still running for this team. Okay, what do you think about that versus our uh, the inside of our uh, our defense, Jared? 
So I I do like I do like our interior defensive line matching up against that interior offensive line of what they got. Uh, it says they're not playing, but the the law firm of DJ Jones and Draymond Jones um, are uh, are doing a pretty good job holding up in the middle to be able to create the uh, the single the single gap run, mm-hmm. which means that you have two linebackers or a linebacker filling that gap, and we, they're not getting anywhere with that. So um, barring any crazy miss you know, miss its assignment or something like that. I just don't see Josh Jacobs being able to run the ball um, with that offensive line and, and getting past Draymond Jones or DJ Jones. I just, I, it's going to be very difficult if he, if he breaks off a couple 10 to 15 yards, I won't be surprised, but for the most part, those guys are going to be able to, to keep them in them and Deshaun Williams be able to keep them on the inside. Sounds good. Yeah, absolutely. Now we should say, yeah, DJ Jones uh, in the concussion protocol currently. So he may not play this game, but we'll see. Um, uh, yeah, it, it, I, I think he has to start participating by tomorrow by that protocol if he's going to play in this game. So if he doesn't, I think we'll know. Um, same goes for Hunter Renfro over on the Raiders. But yeah, I agree with you. Um, and, you know, another interesting thing we saw, and we talked about it a little bit on the Tuesday show, but another interesting thing we saw um, during the San Francisco game was a lot of five-man fronts. Uh, you had... Um, you know, you had Mike Purcell, Deshaun Williams, D, um, DJ Jones on the field all at the same time sometimes, uh, flanked by two edge rushers. And then you had Josie Jewell as the lone linebacker. And that, you know, you, you talk about filling gaps on the defensive line. That's a good way to do it on a, on a rundown. Like, because that, you know, if you've got, you know, even if you've got a tight end, pulled in on on that line, you're still going to have one-on-one matchup somewhere. And that leaves your one linebacker really free to just flow to the hole and go right to where the, where the running back is going to try to come through. So yeah, it's, I think I expect them to do more of that against the Raiders. Um, You know, if, if like we said, DJ Jones can't go, it's going to be Jonathan Harris who played, you know, pretty well. Um, I wonder if we'll see any of the rookie Matt Henningsen. They really like him, but he, you know, I think he's only a fifth or sixth round pick this season, maybe fourth. Um, so yeah, maybe not, maybe not quite ready for him to go yet. Even if, uh, DJ Jones can't play. Um, yeah. And don't forget, we got Mike Purcell too. Uh, I know he's questionable, but, um, yes, we, we might see right. him in there. Yeah. I, I think we will probably, um, yeah, he, I, you're right. He, he's questionable. Um, well, he will be questionable. He's been limited in practice this week so far. Um, but yeah, I, I would, at this point I would lean towards him probably playing. Uh, Baron yeah, Browning, also a full participant in practice after we saw him go down with what looked like, you know, a potentially scary lower leg injury in, in the 49ers game. But looks like he's he's OK to go. Perfect. And then we got. Uh, yeah, I guess the only matchup here I'm really worried about. I'm not worried about Derek Carr's arm, not worried mm-hmm. about his feet. I am a little worried about that Darren Waller matchup and and seeing what uh, Evero can can do to match up against their big tight end. Um, seeing if they're throwing in Nichols, they kind of bring Caden Stearns down, who's also listed as questionable. Um, our injury report just keeps piling up, unfortunately. But it looks like he, I think is he in? He's not concussion protocol, is he? No, and he had he was on the injury report last week as well. So I yeah. would expect it doesn't sound like he anything got real worse as far as that goes. And we have kind yeah. of seen a pattern with Nathaniel Hackett in injuries as far as giving guys a day off, you know, if, if they're pretty banged up, give them a day off on Tuesday, make them limited on Thursday and or on Wednesday. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens over the rest of the week with that. But yeah. And then, or just pulling down cream Jackson and just having cream Jackson play up on Waller. I'd be interested to see how we're going to play up against that or how the, 
the Raiders are going to scheme against this defense because it doesn't look like any team in the league has been able to do that yet. All right, is there anything else you want to talk about that Raiders offense or the Broncos defense? No, we could probably talk about Broncos defense all day. All right, we could, and it would make me happy. Uh, but we, you know, it would be doing a disservice to this team and to this podcast uh, to not not flip around to the other side. And I think we've covered the the Broncos defense versus the Raiders offense matchup pretty well. So I agree. Yeah. So let's flip it to the other side. But before we do, I'm not sure how you're listening to this podcast. You may be listening off of your computer uh, speakers. You might be in your car listening to that Bose surround sound, high def. uh, Or what you could be listening to is your uh, Raycon wireless earbuds. David, you know why I love my Raycon wireless earbuds? I know why I would love them if I were you, Jared. And it's those those soft, glorious, Mm -hmm. almost sensual gel tips that, that go into your oh. ears yeah they sing into your ear mm. and they those optimized gel tips we're talking about they're perfect for that in-ear fit they will not budge once you put them in they do not move they they feel like a cloud and they don't move out of your ear they're great they also look feel and sound better than ever they give you eight hours of playtime, 32 hour battery life raycons are priced just right you get quality eyed audio for half the price of those other premium audio brands so on mm. top of what we talked about those optimized gel tips david we got three customizable sound profiles earbud tap functions noise isolation and awareness mode so this is what i need you guys to do i need you guys to go buy raycon.com today use the code tppn15 to get 15 percent off your raycon order that's code tppn15 at buy raycon.com to score 15 percent off buy raycon.com code tppn15 all right Let's do it. We're switching switching sides here, David. Switch swap Denver Rouge, Broncos Rouge. offense. Mm-hmm. Denver Broncos offense. Yes. Before we get in, before we get into what we think they're going to do against the Raiders, mm-hmm. if you were to give me an expectation, like a one to ten, did that ten is they met your expectations for what you thought they could do, and one being like this is the worst thing that could have happened to us. Where are you falling with your expectations being met by the Denver Broncos offense? A oh, solid three. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, they're just they're not close to exceeding their maximum potential. This is not their final form. And you can tell that, but you can also tell it may not be it may be a while into the season before we get there. You know, the bye week at this point is honestly really what I'm looking at. Um, And, you know, I think we can also string together a few wins along the way with an offense that looks incrementally better each week. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's not going to be a finished product by week six or seven guys. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. And we, we were kind of hoping after the first couple of weeks, we'd be able to shore up some of the issues and we've shored up some of the, the coaching issues, uh, in that last game, but some of these misfires, some of the misunderstanding of play assignments, uh, they're still happening. And yeah. you know, there, there's times you could just tell miss blocks, uh, I, I think a lot of it's just misunderstanding of the, of the, of the playbook, David, like there's a lot of people just seems like running in wrong directions. Um, Wilson, you know, I, I I'm kind of hard on him a little bit last week for some of these missed throws. There's been a couple of drop passes. Um, it just seems like they're just not, they're not clicking. They're not, well, they're not fully read available right now. And I'll tell you what I think it is first and foremost is I think that it's Russell Wilson's discomfort inside the system. I think he's really trying to 
play within the Nathaniel Hackett system. I think he is trying to fight some instincts of his that are countered by this this offense, i.e. the offense likes to get the ball out quickly. Russell Wilson likes to hold the ball to try and make a play down the field. And it's just not coming together perfectly yet. Um, I think, like you know, like we've been saying, I think it'll get better. But I think that that's first and foremost what you're seeing. And, and it's kind of filtering down to the rest of the offense from there. Perfect. You could, couldn't have said it better, David. Let's yeah. talk about the outside first. Let's talk about, uh, obviously, Russell Wilson's going to be throwing the ball to these guys. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, uh, KJ Hamler, who um, was kind of kept a little quiet uh, against San Francisco. Um, and uh, But but Sutton having, having a, a great season so far. Uh, how do we feel about Sutton and Judy up against uh, their corners uh, and Nate Hobbs, the second-year guy, and uh, Rock Yassin? <laughs> um Rakiasin, you know had some competent years starting for the colts um but i don't know i you know i think those are both favorable matchups uh the way judy can separate in the way that Cortland sutton can just win um you know nate hobbs i think is you, know, you saw charvarius ward play um Cortland sutton very well last week i think you're going to see more of a and uh, Charvarius Ward light kind of performance out of Nate Hobbs. He's Nate Hobbs. He's a good cornerback in the NFL, uh, but I don't know if he'll play Sutton as tough. We'll see. Um, on the other side, Rocky Azin versus versus Jerry Judy or KJ Hamler or whoever he's tied up against. Uh, I you know send, send the deep routes against that guy all day, and you know make oh, yeah. make, make make Las Vegas prove that they can stop it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we can we could also take it up the middle too. Uh, they got Jonathan Abram playing at safety, mm. uh, and then uh, Duran Harmon, who's an older guy, 2013 draft. Duran Harmon, yeah, um, playing playing back there. So I think I think the deep stuff, something that we didn't get to see against San Francisco, we did not get to see a lot of deep passes. We saw it the week before, um, kind of dialing up some of those deep passes. I think they're going to be there again this year, this week. Mm. Except there's one problem, David. Me, There's Jerry. one problem with those deep passes. Those What's... deep passes take time to develop, mm. and they are great at the pass rush. That's Max fair. Crosby mm. is having an amazing year at the at the at the end there. Um, now I say amazing year. They're still zero three. However, he's he's doing really well out there on the edge. Um, I don't know if we're going to be able to get the time unless we can double team him on the outside and give everybody one on ones. Um, to be able to get those deep shots or what, like you said, Russell Wilson to hold onto the ball, to find the ball, uh, to send it downfield. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be another, uh, you know, another week where Cam Fleming is going to be kind of in the, in the firing line. You saw him up against Nick Bosa last week and it did not go super well at times. That, that was definitely advantage Bosa uh, there. Yes. Um, so yeah, it could be another week where you see some pressure from that right side uh, with Crosby um, on the other side, the Garrett Bowles versus Chandler Jones matchup, I like better for the Broncos, uh, mostly because Jones, Jones hasn't been playing that well this season so far. Um, and, you know, Garrett Garrett had a, a bad play or two last week. But for the most part, I think he held up better, um, better certainly than Fleming did against that 49ers pass rush. So I expect another bit good game out of him. I'll be interested to see if Quinn Miners comes back, uh, moving into the interior offensive line a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, he's he's back at practice in a limited way with that hamstring injury. You know, it, that's the kind of thing where with a wide receiver, you don't want to rush that guy back because uh, they, you know, they rely on that so much, that hamstring to be able to run fast. But 
with a guard, I'm not entirely sure if it's the same level of severity, if you need to give it the same recovery period just because you don't expect him to be be moving down the field as much. Yeah, I mean, I think they're they're going to probably play it the same way, just depending yeah. on the severity of the injury. Mm. You have him questionable, you have him back and limited, you have him kind of jogging around and, and trying to drive off of that hamstring because uh, that's what that's how you block is you have to drive through your legs. So um, we'll, we'll see we'll see how that works out for him. Um, if he's not, I think the the, the question is going to be not so much in the pass block, but in the run block. Uh, is he going to be able to drive with those hamstrings using using his legs? Um, mm-hmm. And then they'll make that decision going forward, and we'll see how that works out. But um, so so let's talk about that run game with those guys on the inside because they and one of their big off season moves that made the AFC West so you know AFC West does so many crazy moves in the off season um, to bring over guys. We obviously bring over Randy Gregory and uh, Russell Wilson, and they bring over guys um, uh, like Denzel Perryman. Mm. Who is somebody that they brought over to in, to fill in that inside interior linebacker? I'm not going to go into it, David. I'm not going to get too far into it. No but need. It is. It is. It is a big piece here. The interior uh, to help out that interior defensive line, which is lacking. You got a guy like Denzel Perryman sitting back there to be able to fill the gap and to be able to help out if they're still running that four three defense against us. Now, are we going to be able to? Is Javante Williams going to be able to get six yards per carry against this defense uh, defensive front seven? We'll see. Um, he was nowhere near that against the San- the 49ers. Um, it was it was like half of that against San Francisco. Uh, I think he'll be closer to that uh, against the Raiders because we just like we've talk- been talking about the the Raiders don't have anywhere close to the off- defensive line talent that the 49ers have. Um, so yeah, I expect the run game to to be more effective. Uh, and the Broncos still rushed for 100 yards against the 49ers. Um, so yeah. I you know I think I think they can do a little bit more to run to set up play action passes, especially play action, deep shots a little bit this game. Yeah. I, I also saw that uh, Melvin Gordon, just as a heads up, Melvin Gordon is put down on the questionable list. Uh, Hackett said that he has a neck injury. He was a limited participation uh, in Thursday's practice. So kind of something to keep an eye on. I would like to see him go, but uh, we'll have to see. Uh, interested to see who gets it. I, I think Javante Williams still has yet to get going the way that we're expecting him to. He's still dragging four or five people along with him, but I, I think he's he's also part of the whole offensive scheme. Going to hit his stride uh, a little bit later in the season. All right, is there? Let, let's. We didn't do it on the other side, so we'll just we'll go here first. What's the matchup uh, you're looking forward to on this side of the ball? Oh man, um, I'm going to go with Jerry Judy versus uh, Rocky Azin. Um, and that is, I just, I want to, I think Jerry Judy can get going. Uh, I, you know, we saw him, you know, just miss a couple of balls from Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, there was a deep post route that everybody gave Judy crap for dropping, except it was not a drop. It was a tipped pass by the 49ers yeah. DB who just barely got a, a paw in there, but it was a perfectly thrown ball and it would have caught Judy stride for stride. Um, yep. So, they're, you know, they're going to connect on one very, very soon. And that's that's kind of what I'll be looking at. I think I think that that this might be the game for them. Yep, I agree, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the interior. I did it last week too uh, mm-hmm. on the other side of the ball, but uh, Max Crosby versus Cam Fleming. Cam Fleming, look, you're right. Uh, Bosa is a tough guy to go up against, and for the most part, he kind of held his own. Um, was doing pretty well. There was a couple times Bosa got the best of him, but Cam Fleming also got the best of Bosa a couple times. Interested to see how they how they man up against Crosby if they're gonna pull in the tight end to help block 
on those passing downs. Maybe, you know, if I'm looking at this, I might be able to pull that tight end to stay in and help with the block or get that halfback help in the, in the backfield. Uh, because I like my three my three receivers, which they're four defensive backs. I really do. Yeah. And um I think we can I think we can scheme against that. So that's what I'm gonna be looking at. Max Crosby versus Cam Fleming. I like that. All right, like before that. we go to uh I, I I do want to talk about special teams a little bit, but before we do that, what about on the other side of the ball? What's your what's the matchup you're looking forward to the most? Uh I'm not gonna cheat and say Pat Sertan, because you can cheat and say Pat Sertan versus Devontae Adams. Uh, you know, 10 times out of 10 and everybody will go. Oh, well, that's yeah, because that's, that's what every other podcast is going to be saying too, David. Yeah, every other podcast, every national media talking head is going to say the same thing. But we're not going to do that. Not here, Jared. No, no I'm, gonna, no, I'm going to go one degree of difficulty harder. Just one. Uh, <laughs> and say Bradley Chubb slash Randy Gregory versus uh, that the right side of that Raiders offensive line specifically. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, whether you're talking about uh, Dylan Parham at uh, guard over at right guard there. I think he's he's a rookie. Uh, yeah, round three round three draft pick from this year. Or if you've got Illuminor out there, it's just it, I think I think the matchups are favorable there. Either uh, you know if you're running stunts or twists with your tackles, or if you've got the edges just screaming off of it. I I think it's going to be good eating for those those guys. Yeah, no, that's a good call. I like it. I think for me, I'm going to go with Darren Waller versus whoever is either, whether we're in man, you know, you're thinking you either put Jonas Griffith or pull down Kareem Jackson to go up against him. Uh, maybe Josie Jewell. He doesn't do so well in the pass, the pass protect, but mm. uh, in the pass grade, but um, or against the the coverage of our secondary and in, in what he can do. I think whoever, whatever Darren Waller does is the way that the, the Raiders are going to go. And I'd like to see us keep him limited and keep him to only maybe a couple catches for very, very short yardage. So I think that's the matchup I'm looking for, for the Denver Broncos. Absolutely. Let's talk about special teams, man. 10 punts against San Francisco, 10 punts. And how many of them were inside the 10? I, you know, you talked about how great our, our punts are, are uh, or talk about letting Sam Martin go right in the off season to pull this kid in. And he's, he's punting very, very well um, on the punt side. I think, I think we're starting to things that we haven't been excited for in five years. Special <laughs> teams. Right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the thing when you, when your special teams are bad, you can convince yourself, Oh, it's special teams. It doesn't really matter that much anyway. But when you have a guy like Corliss Waitman who gets named special teams player of the week for the AFC uh, because of his ability to down those punts inside the 10 yard line uh, consistently, you realize how much of a, a weapon special teams can be, uh, how much of an asset it can be in your, to your team, especially on a team that's right now leading with its defense. You know, a, a punt team that can can pin opposing offenses deep and make them scrape for every yard is just at such an advantage for you before you even start the drive. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's it's such a big nice thing to have. It's such a good thing to be able to say we've got and you know a welcome change from the last couple of years. Yeah, no, it's been it's been so nice, yeah. Um, to to be able to see. So, all right, David, it's we're, it's about that time. Let's give up our score predictions. Any last thoughts, and then we'll wrap this thing up and uh, get ready for Raiders Week, man. Mm. What are you thinking? What's your score prediction? Uh, I you know I I think we do we see what we've seen, which is incremental improvement from the Broncos' offense. I think it's probably in the neighborhood of twenty to ten, or twenty to fourteen, somewhere in that in that range is what I'm going to be guessing. Um. Yeah, they, they get going a little better. They score two touchdowns this game, uh, but to, it's not going to – they're not 
the 30 point Russell Wilson offense, I don't think it's, it's there yet. Yeah. I know. I mean, we have yet to top 20 points this mm. season, uh, with 16, nine and or 16, 16 and 11 being our, our scores four. And of that 11, two of them was defensive. Almost six, but two of them were defensive. So, yeah, um, yeah you're right. It's slowly getting it going. I don't see much higher than 20. I almost want to say it's going to be another defensive battle for, I don't know. I don't know. I want to see us get the offense going. So I am going to say, I'm going to say 23. Uh, I think our defense is going to do very well. Mm. I, I can almost see this being a 23-6, maybe 23-9 oh, wow. game. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I really just want to see us absolutely destroy I'll you know, not for nothing. I just want to go out there and beat their coach. Like, I'm so tired of this. Like, I'm so happy that he's over. What's his name again? I, I, I blocked his name out. It's not Josh. Um, uh, yeah. Um, anyways, that guy. So, he, I don't know. Yeah. He came and ruined the Broncos, and now he's ruining the Raiders. I'm just happy that he's ruining the Raiders now. And uh, I want to go out there and just make a, make a point of him. Uh, and I just don't want them to ever be in this game. Uh, and it'd be really nice if we can go out score early. So that's the other thing that we didn't really talk about the defense. Our defense in the second half has only ha- allowed like three points or something in three games. It's been absolutely ridiculous how great our defense have been playing after halftime. Six points, six anyway, six points in three games in the second half. So um, you know our defense is playing very well in the second half. I never want to let them be in the game. I want to go out there score a couple times and just let us ride. Uh, through the rest of the game with an actual winning and not giving us a heart attack. I think that'd be nice. Well, I love it. And I think that that works as your final, really forks as your final thoughts too. Jared wants, wants that team to yeah. score early. Um, yeah, that's my final thoughts. I love that. Uh, for me, I guess the final thought is, you know, this Broncos team doesn't have any connection to that Josh McDaniels era. There's nobody on this team that was here then. So it's not, it's I'm, and I'm glad, I'm glad it's not personal for them in that way. I don't want it to be emotional for them in that way. I want them to just go out there and do the thing because they haven't beaten the Raiders in Las Vegas yet. They it's been, it feels like it's been a while since they beaten the Raiders period. I know they didn't do it last year and I hate the Raiders. I hate losing to the Raiders. <laughs> I, I just, uh, cause it always, every year, no matter what the actual teams are like, it feels like the Raiders are, should be worse than the Broncos. And it just, it every hasn't year. been, hasn't been the case the last couple of years uh, in the win loss column. So that's all. I just, I just want them to go out and just, just win. So David's final thoughts is he hates the Raiders, hates that's... the Raiders. And then I steal Al Davis's signature remark with just win baby just win baby win Mm -hmm. all right well david i think that's all we got for the listeners guys thank you so much for listening uh make sure you're hitting that subscribe button following us on all your favorite social medias uh the normal thing make sure you're you're sharing it with your friends again appreciate you guys staying with us uh, throughout the years and uh as always we're gonna end this off on a very strong go Go broncos Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news.